Greetings. The episode of 33 North 96 West that you are about to hear or see is actually the second in a two-part episode. So, of course, you're welcome to just tune into this episode as a standalone. Or, if you would like, we recommend clicking back to the previous episode and listening to that one first so that you get the benefit of the full conversation. Okay, here we go. Let me follow up with some questions. Can your source... give you any experience that is not for your highest good? No. When you... This is a little bit the flip side of that coin. When you make a request or launch a rocket of desire... For an experience that is in alignment with with your higher self and your soul's true calling, can it deny you? No. No. So... With those two things, ideas in mind, is there any experience that any of us have ever had that wasn't a perfect aspect of our unfolding? Hmm. No. Very, very... um, A concept that can seem so esoteric and not tangible or not real to many. You you may claim disagreement. Absolutely. To that idea. Does your source disagree? <laughs> I'm being a little bit playful, but doesn't matter if you agree to it or not. It is. The, the, where, we're, where we've arrived is the question is always our mood, our attitude, our vibrational countenance, the meaning we choose to endow our experiences with. Isn't that, isn't that always what we're, I mean, what it comes down to is this thing just happened. What am I deciding that it means? Absolutely. And I feel this might be a good place to interject, especially for those who know me, that or were in the experience of that in any aspect. I am not saying that it was all glory. (laughs) I am not saying that I did not go through the human aspects of that as well. The pain, physically, mentally, and emotionally, the recovery, the the questions of 
my questions were not, what did I do wrong and why was I being punished? My questions were more like, okay, what what do I choose to do with this moving forward? Yes. And let's let's just remind ourselves that even the one who claimed the level of consciousness of the Christ cried out in anger, why have you forsaken me? I mean, Mm -hmm. you expressed earlier that you understand yourself to be an aspect of of the Creator, and you use the word God, and that word has lots of meaning attached to it on many different levels for a lot of different people. And I'm going to just elaborate a little bit more on that and say, neither of us are suggesting that you are the God and that you've come here as this all-powerful, omnipotent being. What we're saying is that the energy of the Creator, the energy of God, is here as you, the human being. And it's the spark that's in every cell of your physical body, and it's present at every level of your subtle bodies. And it is true for everyone and everything. What is outside of God? Nothing. Nothing. And that, that's really the perspective we're hoping to offer. Is It's not that because you are becoming aware of your divinity, that you transcend contrast <laughs> as a human being. Right. And that's, that's actually part of the big point that we're making. Through the experiences that we are currently having here, the entire cosmos is learning about itself. Yes. And that's true for everything that is alive. I mean we were all we are all having these experiences informing each other. Informing everything. And it just so happens that this is one I think Terry you will agree in your own contemplations and study. This is one of the densest places. If not the mm-hmm. densest. Yes. There are, I believe this to be true, and I'm saying belief. I always want to clarify when I get into a place where I'm speculating a little mm-hmm. bit. Like I've said things earlier in this episode using words like I know. That's a higher claim than I believe. But I believe that there are planes of existence on which the level or the level of intensity of emotion that we experience here would kill you. The yes, in my studies, in my information that moves through me intuitively, in my trainings, all of that, it is it is said, it is there is the theory that humanity has the most vast array of emotions. For example, they'll list Okay, well, this species has three emotions, or they'll, you know, they these have five or whatever. Um, I don't have a number, but I do know that it is believed in 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 many concepts and teachings out there that yes, humanity has the most vast array of emotional experiences, and we are here to have those. Yeah. We are here to have those experiences. 
However, we're not here to forget our divinity, our God spark, our aspect of source. So, so the question is, what is the aspect of Terry that's having the painful experiences? You're bringing the divine aspect with you to that moment. <laughs> wow. Uh, an example just came to mind. The first time I went in when I didn't have the surgery, I they wanted to take me into an MRI, which, I mean, I normally decline anything like that. It's like, no, I'm good. <laughs> um, it's not a fear thing. It's a it's the frequencies that you don't I don't want to be blasted with. with radiation. Right, right. I just make very conscious choices around that. But I understood and knew that we needed to identify what was going on. And I remember them explaining what was going to happen, which I had been through them before prior to, uh, I said MRI. Was this an MRI or a CAT scan? Uh, there's one that I, my, I guess it was a CAT scan. Because there's one that with my hardware in my body, I, I didn't think I would ever have to go through that again because they said you can't have that experience. Um, but point being is they were explaining, you're going to hear the jackhammer, you get to pick some music, hear some earplugs, you know, explaining all this to me. And they're getting ready to wheel me in. And I wasn't in fear at all. I was actually anticipatory and excited about having an answer, so to speak. Like, let's come up with something. And as they pushed me in there and they're telling you, and other people have shared with me, and I have had one myself many years prior, that, you know, it's traumatic I can't handle the noise. You know, they're telling you all these things. And this is just standard common information out there among humanity. As they were putting me in there, and it's white. It's a white tube, if you will, tunnel. They're putting me in there. And that that tunnel opened up for me and became the biggest white wings I have ever seen. Filled the entire, I have chills, filled the entire room. It, be- it kept going out and filled the entire hospital. I mean, it was massive. I was at so much peace during that. I don't have recall of the sound and any of that. And they would have to remind me that they were there in the room guiding me with instructions. They would say, okay, you know, Miss Malik, we asked you to hold your breath. <laughs> oh, wait, okay. Because I was really in a different experience. So that was a just a memory that came in that I thought would be a good thing to share of something that, okay, so, so I'm going to go a little further on this. I was told one time by one of my very, very best friends who is in the medical field that I had medical PTSD. And I remember having a complete meltdown and just, wow, that's absolute truth for me. You know, I, so I had all these experiences in my life where I'd been through a lot of medical trauma and had experiences with medical professionals that were much less than desired. Well, over time, I had created a really good relationship with a lot of medical professionals. You know, I was working on healing that, in other words. So in my journey, without even knowing, I was bringing, I was beginning to attract, based off my energy and frequencies, I was beginning to attract much more aligned medical professionals for me. And... That's what I that's what happened in these experiences. I mean, I I I just feel like I could not possibly have had any other people or any other experience or any other 
resonance and frequencies than what I called in. And was I consciously aware of what I was doing the whole time? No. But was I in the energy and frequency of being able to do that? That is so powerful. And I felt called to share that with people, that you have that about every aspect of your life, every day, every moment. You can attract what is for your highest and best good. You can attract what you interpret as your highest and best good I'm gonna, in any moment. I'm going to respond taking this a little bit further and maybe a little bit of a U-turn, but in alignment mm-hmm. with what you said. In a, a prolonged period of particularly challenging contrast for me, I recall at least two specific conversations <laughs> where I connected with another person two different people, very close to me. And I I knew where my alignment wasn't. And I connected with them and I said, please do not criticize me. I said that in one case. In another case, I said, I know that I'm not in a position to make this decision right now. Please don't ask me to. Well, guess what happened in both cases? I was criticized and I was forced to make the decision. So I knew consciously where I was Mm -hmm. and I was just hoping that the mechanism could be trumped. Can I please bypass (laughs) the law of attraction (laughs) in this case? Like, but no. So... I'm I'm expressing that to say, over the last seven years, since I had some initial spiritual mystical experiences, I've not only been deepening my understanding of spiritual principles and, and studying different modalities and systems to feel like I'm more responsible with what I've been offered, but I've also been acknowledging the playing out of these concepts and experiences in my own life not only in experiences that led to what we would perceive to be positive outcome, but I've seen the law of attraction lead me to things that resulted in what we would call catastrophe or negative outcome. And I'm saying, I'm reminding us what we would call. Mm -hmm. In those moments... It's very, in when you're in it, when the pain is so acute, <laughs> physical, emotional, whatever, whatever the situation is, when you are in an acute moment of crisis or contrast, it is very difficult to have the broader view. Mm-hmm. I knew that. Mm-hmm. But I saw it play out, and now I can look back upon it from the vantage point of my higher self, and I can say each of those experiences was catalytic and in alignment with my highest good and my evolution and my soul's true calling. Because I can see that now, 
I claim that now. I re reformat the memory of those experiences. And now I know I couldn't be in this moment as I am if I hadn't had those specific moments of contrast. Absolutely. And in my own sharing and in hearing your sharing, what's coming in so strongly to articulate is that the experience now is love. Oh. (laughs) In this moment, the future is not true. In this moment, the past is not true. (laughs) In this moment, the only thing that's true is the eternal now, which you could also say is God, which you can also say is love in action. What a beautiful thing that we all have been given as a gift, a now moment where we can return to love. As creators and co-creators. When we allow the now moments, the space of being, (laughs) it really does completely, in my experience and those that many I've I've worked with that have shared. It reframes, if you will, the past and the future. It shifts the neural pathways from let me go to the story as it was either one experienced and interpreted at the time or two uh, judged and interpreted by others that have communicated that with you, such as you should be in dire, dire fear because A, B, and C happened. So it may be your own. It may be what's in the collective. It, it can be, it's, it's usually aspects of both, you know, often. So it really does begin shifting the neural pathway to where you go to is that place of balance, of harmony, of that happened and, and that's okay. And, and something I really moved through last year um, in my recovery from my surgery was, well, I've learned so well how to just be, that's what I'll do, is just be, and realized I wasn't allowing myself to have aspirations for the future. I wasn't allowing myself to be excited about it because I was just in such a gratitude, appreciation state of the beingness and I say that because did I did I for a little bit lose an aspect of me making the choice somewhere down the road to come here and be a divine human? Did I give some of that away? Yeah, I, I made the choice to, well, I don't need to do that. And I realized I'm pretty stagnant. You know, I'm not being the creator that I am. So there is that balance, like you said. And the more you do that, to me, the less attachment there is to have to past experiences or future outcome. We're talking about two really great words. 
the experience of these phenomena leads you to be able to have faith and trust. Yes. And that's so beautiful. And I'll elaborate a little bit further. Like, I've learned, especially over the last five years, that one of the biggest hurdles for me individually as as an autonomous creator is, in fact, time. Because I operate outside of time, like when... Uh, and I'll just say, let, let's say I had a professional aspiration seven years ago. And I want it to be manifest now. Mm-hmm. Well, then it doesn't. If I push too hard to try to make it so in that moment, catastrophe ensues. Then I start focusing on the catastrophe and the crisis. Mm-hmm. And then I get down there in that low frequency place. And then all of a sudden I look up and say, What just happened? I know I had a divine impulse. I know that idea is meant to be manifest. Was I wrong? Then you start doubting yourself. Then you get Mm -hmm. caught up in a spiral of that. And ultimately, finally, you just go home and you just chill out and reconnect, realign, and then you realize it will be so. I just have to stop forcing stop pressing and remember that i'm outside of time and it and i have several experiences very specific experiences of it becoming so and so to speak to your idea of suspending of ambitions and just being like there there is a there is a balance like you do we have come here to manifest and create Mm -hmm. and our causal body our soul self is on the forward edge of all of manifestation And we're meant to realize things. So keep those things in mind, but don't let that, don't let that consume you and just understand that there is a divine timing in the manifestation of all things because it's outside of time. Like from the highest level, everything that's ever been and everything that ever will be is in one instant, in one utterance. I mean, it just is. We're the ones who navigate time down here on this plane. I'm saying down here. We've already said the divine spark is manifest in every aspect of creation, every dimension, everywhere. But from our perspective, it's like sometimes it's painful to be patient and wait and allow. That, that, uh, that concept of time being linear. Yeah. And it's not, there's nothing wrong with us having that interpretation. That is a very, we are here as dualistic beings living in polarity. So of course we're going to have that. But again, that remembering, you know, laws of attraction, the the source aspect that you are, uh, the witnessing of all of that and 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 as Jared said, these are two things that have really been strong for me in my journey over at least the last 10 years, and that's faith and trust. And what I have really moved into and learned personally through that is the faith and the trust 
starts with myself. And then that moves out. If my faith and trust is completely put in something external from me, that means I'm putting conditions on it. And I, when Jared was sharing his own personal uh, couple of experiences, I was sharing what I was getting is that kind of ask ourselves this question. We all, this wasn't me saying, hey, Jared, I have some wisdom. This is me saying, let me tell you what just dropped in. I do have some wisdom that just dropped in for all of us. True love is unconditional. So using that as a frame of reference, if we're putting conditions on something, we're really not in that truly aligned, harmonious space of love. So I appreciated you saying that and me receiving that information about, again, those are conditions that we are placing on our experience. Yes. And so there's this beautiful dichotomy or paradox. You're meant to have strong desire. Mm -hmm. We're meant to come here and pursue our desires. But they may come to flow and be realized so much more effortlessly without your attachment to outcome. Yes. So it's, it is a paradox. It is. But this is true. That like, faith and trust extends beyond you, yes. too. Well, and I was going to yeah. also add, like, so we both have had experiences of coming to realize that the source of safety is your higher self, and you find that by going within. But the, there's another beautiful paradox, which is that you you are not separate Mm-hmm. So you find your source of safety through tumultuous times by going within yourself. And then on the other side of that, you realize the implicit oneness of everything in creation. So the source of your safety that you find within you is everything all around you. Because you're not sep- you're not distinct. Mm-hmm. So these are these are challenging themes, but we have had experiences that validate them. Just connecting that to a conversation we had prior to recording. I'm not referring to the actual conversation, but the energy of. Taking, just letting the words, taking a stance or a side is so divisive. Mm. And it is so what holds the frequency of frequencies of separation consciousness. And we can be really passionate about what we resonate with, what, what, what is truth for us. And we, as creators and as form, with all these ranges of emotion and thoughts and all of this, that is a part of the experience, the paradox of it. I personally 
pan out again and be the witness and the observer. I guess I should kind of interject here that I'm not one who has ever been like, I need to take a side. That's just not who, it's not really my blueprint. So maybe I'm not the best to speak speak to this, but from experience, when I can pan out and see the whole picture, I'm not separate from the other quote side. Thank you. And does that mean I need to make the same decisions no. Does it mean I need to attach to the same ideas or beliefs or agenda? No. It means I am an aspect of that, and so in that way, I'm going to honor and respect that they are also an aspect of what I'm an aspect of. Yes. So I'd like to ground this a little bit further, but not too far. Mm-hmm. We say that we don't want war, but we claim it. When we, when we cease to claim it, will it exist? <laughs> if every human being... Mm-hmm. Suspended the claim. Would it be? That actually question could apply to an individual as well as to all of humanity. Yes. If I don't claim it, it's not, it doesn't mean it is not happening somewhere in an experience. But yeah, so my yes. next question is to speak to that. Mm-hmm. So the answer to the question is no. The answer is no. <laughs> okay. If no human being claims a thing, it no longer exists. Mm-hmm. That's a statement of truth. Second question. If there is... a war, and I am aware of it, am I responsible to it? No. How can that be? I'm not separate from it. To expand upon that answer of no, Know in the way that we would interpret that I am responsible for that. Not for. for excuse me. <laughs> Say it again. Am I responsible to it? To that. Okay. So the next part of my answer to expand would be what I am responsible for and to is myself and how I move through and navigate Um. My own, you know, my own experience of that. Your relationship to it. My relationship to it. Thank you. Yes. So you've actually just answered what I intended to be a yes. (laughs) You have a relationship to it. Mm -hmm. Yes. And that means, I think where I was going is that if I am self-responsible and I work with my own energy... Am I still impacting that experience out there? Absolutely. Ah, 
And so, finally, 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 where I wanted it to go. Yes, thank you. Which is, may I claim peace where the war is? Absolutely. May I claim the ones fighting beyond their behavior? (laughs) Yes. Is it sorcery for me to do that? (laughs) I'm laughing because, again, my framing of that, you know, of the energy behind that word is not what it might be for many. Um, But it is management of energy, and it is intention. And to me, if you are in alignment with what is resonant with you, then that is truth. And what someone else calls it, we can call that their truth. It doesn't have to be mine. So, yeah, right. So <laughs> I'm going to add a little humor there. Yeah, but. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to add to, yes. So I'm going to add, because I know, because I know the divinity of the ones who have claimed war. And because I know that their higher self knows that they have denied the light, it is, I'm in truth to claim them beyond their behavior. Even if they don't claim themselves beyond their behavior. And so this this is not despotism, this is not sorcery. This is not me trying to manipulate or mm-hmm. control or debase anyone or relieve them of their free will. I know who they are and what they are beyond how they are outpicturing. And that's the word that was coming to me as you were speaking it, with, with sorcery is manipulation. I did go through that period of life of asking those questions. Well, am I am I in turn manipulating those who are manipulating me? <laughs> you know, I, I did. I, I moved through those questions. And what you just stated is is definitely what I came to know. Me taking self-responsibility and being the creator of my own energy, frequencies, experiences, and aligning with what supports that is not manipulating another. It is not taking free will away from another. It is knowing them in truth. Forcing them to take a particular action, say socially, that is manipulation. That is te- that is taking somebody's free choice away, free will. But energetically infusing, oh, I'm going to give a real basic word. Some people call it prayer. Some people call it intention. Some people call it, you know, you get to... An invocation of grace on behalf of another. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. But there's another episode brewing here, maybe, (laughs) which, I mean, this would be fun. But, like, this this is actually one of the ways in which I am not functional in society. Because we have some social structures 
some financial structures, some business structures, some spiritual, religious structures. We have all these structures here in place that are the manifestations of past cultures and civilizations. So we come into life, and at least initially, there's this idea that we have to be a part of these things. Well, how do you navigate (laughs) that if, if you are outside of the reference that that they're asking you to to cooperate with but i'm going to i'm, I'm going to dial this in i am very interested in inspiring i'm very interested in empowering i'm not interested in controlling i'm not interested in managing i'm not interested in manipulating or debasing and so if the system requires me to do those things in order to be a part of it I'm not I'm not there. And there's a big question in our culture about about leadership and how to lead and how to engender change. I think there's a there's an exciting new paradigm coming in the future in terms of leadership. I think it's more like me, but <laughs> But there's you, you get what I'm Pave saying. In the way. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. If you don't want to do the thing, I'm not going to try to manage you or force you or debase you or manipulate you into doing it in order to accomplish my goal. No. But that that's what we do every day. Like, let me have a design on you, hire you to come into my organization, and then exert all this energy trying to form you into something that's going to accomplish. Serve them. Yeah. And there's just a lot of dysfunction in all of that. It's there's something new coming and it's it's a it's a reorganization of the principles around heterarchy and hierarchy and systems yes, as we talked about as we talked about in the last yes. episode the systems that Structures. are informing our systems are being reformatted. Yes. So I'm seeing we're approaching uh one hour and 15 minutes and we're nearing the end of Terry's available time. (laughs) So moving into closing focused thoughts. Because I shared some personal experiences and choice points and so forth, I would like to say I I never desire to take away your experiences, your emotions, your thoughts, and your feelings around your experiences. As we've said in this episode, they are very valid. They are very much a part of your journey and the trajectory of your evolution and as a, as a human, as formlessness and form together in, in one. And I do have a tremendous amount of empathy, and I do see and hear and feel you and the depths of your experiences. 
And to also support what we said in this episode, I also see and hear and feel and know your divinity, your your source, your aspect of source, the source that you are. And so I will, my invitation and my ways of inspiring, empowering, and empowering will never be as Jared was speaking to with many wonderful words, it will never be to take anything away from you. It will be to honor you in any given moment where you are, and it's always both and for me, and empowering you and inspiring you to look beyond. And thank you for the opportunity today, Jared, and to our our listeners and watchers, viewers, uh, for allowing something that is very fresh for me uh, due to an anniversary date and, again, different experiences that uh, my family and I and close friends have been moving through over the last few weeks. Um, thank you for the opportunity to allow that to be an episode that really extends some deep, heartfelt um, messages. I'll just say messages that we had moving through us. Beautiful. I'll just add some concepts for consideration. You may become the calm within any storm, and you may become the lantern on the mountaintop. It may be so. Beautiful. Leave it right there. Sounds good to me. See you all next time. Thank you. (laughs) Yes. Hi there. Terry and I are so grateful that you joined us for this episode of 33 North 96 West. And we wanted to extend an invitation to you if you enjoyed this content, if you found it inspiring or provocative or at least interesting. We would appreciate it if you would hit that like button and subscribe if you want to stay tuned for future content. And above all, please share with anyone, any friends or family that you feel may benefit from being a part of these kinds of conversations. Many blessings to you and love and light on your journey. And we'll look forward to seeing you next time.